Welcome to Estradial Illusions episode. I'm not even really sure what episode we're on because I have episodes recorded, but this will probably air before that because it's the Game of Thrones season eight preview episode. Got a Woo! great panel. Woo-hoo. Got a great <laughs> panel of guests to talk about season eight and our uh, expectations and thoughts on the show overall. Let's go around and introduce everybody. Uh, Jinx, do you want to go first? Sure, why not? I'm not at all prepared, so sounds great. My name's Sinclair. <laughs> I am a sex worker, and I have named myself the camp follower queen of the Song of Ice and Fire fandom. Um, and that means that I really love the books. I really love the show. Um, I personally do not really feel very much friction between those things because I'm just your fan nerdy shit. So thank you so much for inviting me. Awesome. Michael or Clint, whichever, whichever one you want. Why don't you go first, Michael? <laughs> okay, sure thing. I am Michael. I'm also known as Bookshelf Stud on the internet. Um, I am a host of the Maester Monthly podcast, which is a pseudo-monthly podcast hosted by the moderators of the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm stoked. I'm so ready to talk about this season. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> um, and my name is Clint. Uh, I am... Uh, Clint W on Twitter, also known as Clint of the Laughing Tree, I suppose. And um, I also uh, have started and have not yet launched uh, an extraordinarily nerdy uh, idea or, or website called Laws of Ice and Fire. I'm a lawyer in my uh, real life in my meat space. And so. Um, Is that where you got the idea to do Laws of Ice and Fire? Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, um, you know, trying to blend the two things that I obsess about the most, um, you know, in a way that I don't have to think about what's going on in America. Uh, so, um, looking forward to that, really looking forward to, um, this season of game of Thrones and, um, uh, yeah, looking forward to this podcast. So we only have six more episodes of game of Thrones left forever, un- unless they mm. reboot the show in 10 or 15 years, which will probably happen, <laughs> but until I think that happens, Ken is it'll... really optimistic. Yes. Yeah, we've got like the <laughs> the four uh, the four prequel series that were announced. We only we know that the the Long Night, which I, mm-hmm. is that even the title yet, or Not is that just the... officially? But probably it probably is. Yeah, the Long Night of Thrones. They'll probably put Thrones in there oh. at some point. Yeah, well, Game of Thrones Origins, I think, is the the popular oh, author. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I really want them to do a season long arc of the siege of storm's end. I know that's never going to happen. Wow. But... <laughs> oh man. Chloe and I were talking about potentially it would be really good if they did like a sort of indie movie prequel of the uh, attorney at Heron hall. Cause uh, Shara Dane is such a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> yeah. They could have this indie soundtrack and you've got Rhaegar and you've got Howland and, and Ned and Brandon, all the, I would a hundred percent watch that. Somebody needs to hire Chloe for these projects. Yeah. Like nobody, I guarantee you that she knows more about the history and lore than anybody currently involved. So hire <laughs> yeah. Chloe for more jobs. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be great. Absolutely. <laughs> So for the for for season eight, it's been it's been such a wild journey, especially for I feel like it's it for me and I, I imagine everybody else here because we're all book readers mm. that the show is has really had two eras the the part that's based off 
books that are already out and then <laughs> the the new stuff obvious i mean it's yeah i guess i guess new stuff is the way yeah. to put it um it's been it's been kind of for me at least almost almost more refreshing i know a lot of people are like oh this part thing has been spoiled that thing's been spoiled but just from my own perspective it's kind of nice not sitting down to watch the show and then psych you know sitting there and imagining myself thinking like oh it didn't happen this way in the books <laughs> didn't happen that way i don't know what do you guys think i feel you on that i do um yeah, I, I mean, I I obviously love the early seasons a lot because I got to see my favorite things happening. But it, it I don't know. I liked season seven because it was just like, oh, I get to smash all my stuff together and like have fun with it. And I'm not worried about, ah, well, you see on, on page 400, actually, uh, Sir Jeremy Riker <laughs> never said that. And so, <laughs> you know, Excuse yeah, exactly. Me, Pushing but... my glasses up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I was definitely, um, I, 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 like a lot of people in the fandom, I came to the books through the show. I basically was a show only person for the first, uh, three seasons. Then the red wedding happened and I was like, holy shit, I, I, I need to actually read this. Um, and so it was a, it was a great way for me to, to jump on, uh, with all of this knowledge. Um, and so I basically finished the books prior to the next season. I got to watch season four kind of knowing what would happen. And then seasons five and six um, and seven were really enjoyable in the sense that like I, I got to just experience it like a show only person would, you know, be surprised at, at those things. Um, it didn't necessarily bother me that there were things that happened that I knew weren't going to be in the, in the books. Uh, it was, it was, it was just a lot of fun. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I'm really excited for season eight is because we get to get, get to see this version of the ending. Yeah. I mean, it, they've, they've at this point gotten so far off the books that, I mean, whatever happens and you know, you kind of even forget that a character like the night King isn't really established in the book. Oh, I mean, He's a the the person yeah. known as the Night King. We're not really sure if that's the, you know, the right. guy in hard home, but uh, the artist formerly <laughs> known as the Night King. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty much in that. <laughs> it uh, he it's it's just it, in watching all of the trailers and seeing you know the Night King propped up as this kind of sort of antagonist. It's Every time I think about the way that the show sort of hypes up all the battles, I think the mm. especially like Tyrion's first battle in the books where he gets like knocked out and then the battle's over by the time the sort of chapters resume. It um is everybody there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. No You're nobody I to yep. you. Right. That's why none of the other things were I was worked. just captivated. Yeah. Yeah. So it it it's always like when when people think of Game of Thrones as like a action heavy thing. I mean, there's plenty of action scenes in the book, but I, I just never associate it as something like, you know, like the end of Lord of the Rings when everybody's all fighting at that. I don't know why my mind went to that, but um, <laughs> it'll be exciting to have certainly all of those battles. I hopefully the number one thing that I am really looking forward to in the Battle of Winterfell is hopefully uh, Ser Jorah dying. I'm really. Oh, I too have have very much looked forward to Sir Jorah's death for a great while. They like teasing <laughs> us with it. It's like, oh, he's gonna die of grayscale. No, he's not. No, because um, Sam Samuel had the he had the knowledge to go to CVS to pick up his Luberderm and his tweezers. <laughs> he did. He went. He went 
into Professor Slughorn gave him the key to the restriction restricted section and he got to find out all about Prince Bragger and how to pick off Gab. <laughs> <laughs> the two most important things you can learn at the Citadel. Yeah. Yeah, who would have I will forever forever love uh, <laughs> Prince Ragger. It's like the best joke of all time. Um, yeah, no, like I, do we think that Jorah is going to die at the battle of Winterfell or before mm. is, is that like an over under thing? Well, I hope he dies during, well, I mean, the, the greatest thing would be to have uh, one of Danny's two surviving dragons or even oh. the ice dragon, ice Viserion mm. come and eat him. But I don't think that's going to happen. I wish. I mean, Ian, it feels like you have some animosity built up about Ser Jorah. I'm picking that up. I, I'm I'm kind of well. I, I'm I, for a while. I was mm. trying to wean myself off of just mentioning Stannis every time somebody <laughs> every time I hear the word Game of or Thrones, sure. not even in sequence, but just those three hearing just saying saying Stannis and. I found that I kind of overcorrected and I got myself off Stannis for a, a little bit, but I just, and I started thinking that, you know, as great oh, as Stannis is, he doesn't really, he pales in comparison to how awful Jorah is. Captain friend zone. He's just, it's just for me, for me. And I, I, as I, as I've progressed in my transition more and more, I, I my hatred for Sir Jorah has grown because when you go on places like Tinder or, anything like that and you meet a guy or even at a bar and a guy starts kind of hitting on you and you're just like i'm not interested they, they you know no does no never means no unless you have to say it like 15 other times and then at that point you have to you know then appease the bruised male ego and and just sir jorah i think sir jorah in sir jorah's eyes believes that he's never done anything wrong and i just i he's done everything wrong the fact that his the fact that Danny looks like his ex wife and is mm. so much younger than him is really like all you need to know uh, for me. Like that yeah. tells you a lot about his motivations in that situation. Yep, of, of all the flags, that's the reddest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that the show has done a, a good job of like making Jorah into a hero clearly in the books he's 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 not he's even worse in the books he's you know unrepentant about it, selling people into slavery he like doesn't care all he wants to do essentially is get a piece and that it you know it's it's ugly in that way um in the show it I think a lot of people you know looked at Ian mm. Glenn and he's just so damn charming and pretty and um that uh and he he's great and so like I think um, people generally feel a little bit more um, yeah. sympathetic towards the sh towards Shojora, but like you, Ian, I, I am really looking forward to seeing that guy get his. Um, he's probably the one person in the main cast that I, the one character in the main cast that I'm really, really looking forward to to seeing them die. So, of the main cast of like the big people, who do we think is going to die first? I've got a I've got a dollar on Yara mm. Greyjoy if she counts as the main people. Oh, <laughs> that makes me yeah. so sad. It's probably really accurate, mm, but it makes wow. me very sad. Yeah, it would make me sad too. Yeah, uh, the thought of what are you what are you thinking, Jinx? 
She well, she's one of my favorite characters. She's way better in the books, obviously. I feel like that yeah. it's we have to like go back and forth between like, oh, this person is a way more interesting <laughs> character, or this person is actually way more of an obvious piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> in the book. Um, but Yara slash Asha Greyjoy is a really wonderful character. Um, even in the show, I think I really love I don't know the name of that actress who plays her. Um, but uh, it's just a really compelling character in a world full of men. There aren't very many women like that. Um, and I think that's exactly why she's not going to last is because they haven't really given her much to do other than, you know, be a more, be that kind of character in this, this world populated entirely by uh, like a lot of like <laughs> masculine piratey folks that are totally indecipherable from one another. Like I can't tell the difference between any <laughs> any of the Greyjoys or Island Islanders, other than the ones that they put immediately in front of us. And I think that's like very <laughs> intentional. Probably what they should have done with Dorn, honestly. Mm, I I don't want to agree with with the Yara death, but yeah, as far as expendable main cast goes, I don't know. It's her, her or, I mean, Theon might last a little longer, but I feel like they're both kind of on the chopping block a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know who I would be sadder to see go first. Um, yeah. To be honest. I, you know, I, Theon, uh, as as awful as the things he did was, you know, he he's, he's definitely a, a golem pity deserving type character. And yeah, um. And I wonder maybe if he'll get an ending like Gollum, where he doesn't doesn't really have a happy ending, but he he gets to do something. He is a lot like Gollum. That's true. Yeah, he dies smiling, <laughs> falling into the the lava of Valyria, <laughs> or some something. Uh, <laughs> the metaphor breaks down there. Um, oh, poor guy. Samwell has to has to like I don't know push him off of John or something. Yeah. That's right. He he bites John's finger off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you think that Theon is going to betray the main cast like, more, or is he done mm. with that? I don't. I think that. that yeah. It would be so boring at this point. It's like, really, you're <laughs> going to bring him back like several times in order to just have him do this like again? Like, what kind of character? Not that I wouldn't put that past David and Dan, but I think that would be a really shitty character ending. The reason why I think Yara is going to go out is just like probably something to do with saving Theon like another time. And then he like better fucking make it worth it or they're dying at the same time. And it has something to do with Euron is my thought. I I could I could see that. Yeah. The two of them like going out together doing, you know, some big heroic thing or something. I don't know. Um I was yeah, watching <laughs> seasons. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. Uh, no, audio, no, I, was, yeah. I was watching season seven, and there's that great scene where basically Euron is holding Yara and like saying, "Come get her," and uh, Theon, you know, does his Theon thing and then just jumps off the the bow. And I think that you know, yeah. like a really, uh, it, I would not be surprised to see a callback to that where they're in the exact same situation, but Theon actually makes an attempt. Um, and Euron kills Yara and then Theon, I don't know, kills Euron or whatever, um, in sort of general revenge. 
um, and then makes it closer to the end of the show. I would not be stunned to see Theon actually survive. Interesting. Do you th- hmm. Yeah. I always struggle with Euron because I know the I, I know the character is just rotten to the core, but the actor is attractive. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. Hmm. Hmm. He's he's funny too. I mean, a lot of a lot of times this past season has felt like kind of a downer. You know, Tyrion is not as witty as he once was. He's kind of more serious now. Uh, everybody's kind of concerned about the fate of the Earth, and they're not telling as many jokes. And there's Euron, and he's having a great time. And yeah, I mean, he's awful. But if I had to think about who I'd want to get a beer with of the remaining people, I probably would have picked the combination of Beric and Thoros before. But now I think Beric's probably going to be a little sad. You're probably right. Yeah, I would also 100% <laughs> I would wear everything that Euron wears even if it does look slightly like it's from that <laughs> John Barbados collection that they just released that has like $98 Lannister t-shirts It is <laughs> It's a $3,000 ugly as sin leather jacket Yeah, <laughs> yeah That's absolutely Euron's aesthetic though Yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or is he more of like an Ed Hardy kind of like? Um, he is very Ed Hardy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the the Ed Hardy of Westeros. Mm. No, it's true. His actor is is genuinely charming and funny, though. Euron is the kind of guy who goes to a tattoo shop and looks at like a wall of flash and just gets like an entire... Adam Levine style chess piece, like all one at the same time, <laughs> like doesn't mean anything. Just like wants to look it cool. Mm-hmm. We're so off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think the Adam Levine comparison is, is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that is. And if you think about, if you think about how, you know, as, as, as book readers, I always tend to, prefer the book version of pretty much every character but Euron is one where i really like show Euron a lot better mm. and i mean there's a couple other characters like that um you know peter dinklage is such a great actor that he's just like terrifying to the core he's not like <laughs> a, he's not like some de- or is that yeah no that's Euron who is like oh, yeah. has all those hp lovecraft references and like you know, is trying to bring about the end of the world. <laughs> this guy is just like rock star pirate. Yeah. yeah, and and the fact that we the fact that we didn't really get that much of a king's moot, which I know a lot of people, especially the sort of Ironborn people in the fandom, who really really like them. But you know, we didn't get a king's moot. We didn't get Aaron. We didn't get Victorian. And yeah, we got a pretty great Euron. So I mean, it's not that big of a it's not really that big of a deal. Are we going to see Dario Naharis again? That's Ooh. another sort of lingering Ooh. question. Do we care? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Please. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we do, I I hope it's I hope it's early Dario head screen. I like I like early Dario better than late Dario. You know, I, I, I really I I like the sort of function of Dario as somebody because Daenerys kind of reached a point in Marine where she had to think about the 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 political I mean the political benefits of marrying somebody like his dar but 
you know, she didn't have to sacrifice her happiness in that she could, you know, have <laughs> a political husband and then fool around with Dario. So I thought he served that function kind of well, regardless of sort of all the other bullshit the character brings. But I kind of liked that idea. I guess we didn't get a ton of that. I was having a conversation with somebody recently and she said that she liked the character of Dario Naharis because, and like his relationship to Danny, because she was like, every really badass bitch I know has like fallen for a fuck boy and like almost really fucked their lives up over it. And I was like, Oh my God, that's a hundred percent. Not how he, how George like designed this to read as like so realistic. But I'm like, even I have an ex who owes me money. Like, Oh my God. Like this <laughs> suddenly saw yeah. it like a whole new light. Like, <laughs> like everybody does have a piece of shit dude in their life. It's like, no, but the D, i mean that's absolutely his purpose i think right like that's totally his role aside from any like combat skill or whatever that's his entire (laughs) core as a character (laughs) yeah and you forget about that i mean he's not that i mean i guess he has a couple of battle scenes i wish the show hadn't toned him down i wish he still had the purple hair same everybody wishes he had the cool hair yeah yeah, he could have been yeah. almost like a parallel to show you're on, even if they're not the same character, in just the sense that they're just the two eccentric dressers who just don't give a fuck about anything. Definitely. I would have really loved more scenes of Dario taunting Ser Jorah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That mm-hmm. actually would have been great. That one where he's like walking out of, I don't know if it's like the Pyramid of Marine or whatever, and he's like coming in and they like just exchange that look is like one of my favorite scenes. In the <laughs> sure. whole yeah. Yeah. As, as, as kind of ambivalent as I am about seeing Dario again, I'll always, always be grateful that he could serve that role in Jorah's life. <laughs> just making Jorah's days worse. <laughs> now, John, now John gets to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Just dunking on him constantly. The greatest, the greatest thing about the John Danny relationship is the. Mm. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, that's gross, you know, aunt on nephew. But you know, whoever, as long as, as long as there's a male in the room who Danny loves more than Jorah, I'm really <laughs> right. So, are you saying that you want Jorah to stick around as long as possible, and like? That's that's his torture. Oh. Is like seeing John and Danny happily ride off into the sunset, right? I I have this sort of sick feeling that if Jorah were to die in the first episode, that wouldn't be the last time we'd yeah. see him. We'd see like White Walkers or Jorah, <laughs> right? Come, and still wearing, still wearing the yellow shirt. <laughs> oh my god! God, he's still with the, with the sad puppy dog oh. eyes looking at Danny. Except this time they're super blue. Just like oh. <laughs> He's like somebody that you went on a Tinder date with like six months ago and he's still texting you being like, hey, I saw you blocked me on everything. Makes me wonder about your life. Actual text I got. Actual text I got. Sorry, go ahead. Wow. Oh, God. That has happened. You know, the people who... You try to you you block their number, you block them everywhere, and then six months later they they kind of they give you a text like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, as if as if as if there's like a reset moment. But Sergio wouldn't even wait. Yeah, it's like 
<laughs> Jorah's like, I have new skin now. I'm technically a different person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know you. I know you exiled me from the city under pain of death, but you up? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's been doing this new routine every night. Um, you know, he's really got a glow going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The scene where she's like, Sir Jorah, I command you to go and get better. It's just, it's so you pathetic. Are. It's really, it's one of the, it's one of the saddest. And I, I want to like, in my head, say I'm done shitting mm. on Sir Jorah, but I'm not. Yeah, You do you. We can table it for right now, though. We're not. We're not. Uh. I'll never, I'll never be done. Um, well, the, I mean, it's, it's, there's so much. You look at the run times for the episodes, which um, if you're, if you're somebody listening to this uh, podcast for no, substance no, no. i can supply a little bit of information on the episode uh, titles i mean not not the titles aren't even out yet i thought they were but uh the run times will the first episode is supposed to go 54 then the yeah. second 58 then we get an hour 22 an hour 18 and then two hour and 20 minute episodes to complete the series so basically four feature length movies and one where you might be able to make it through without going to the bathroom that's a lot of, you know, that's that's yeah. a lot of time and not a lot of time sort of simultaneously. Because I guess within, uh, you know, at each episode, they probably advance yep. the ball a little forward. like Kind of like they did last, you know, they would have those kind of those battles at the end of last season, or at the end of each episode, basically. Like they were sort of tra- traveling by map on the timeline and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and we do, I mean... I don't believe it's a spoiler because it's been in lots of the, in, you know, in entertainment weekly articles and stuff, but that the third episode will be a big battle episode. Um, Interesting. And that that's probably why it's the longest one, but yeah, then you've got this whole back half of the season after that battle, the entertainment weekly, they have like 16 different covers. My, the, the <laughs> one that I got had gray worm and uh, Miss Sandy. And then on, on Monday I was in Arizona having uh, my surgery consults and in their office, they had the Daenerys one, and I almost took it. You should have. <laughs> I was like, you know, paying all this money for a vagina. Let me just take the magazine, too. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's a perk, I think. <laughs> Ian, as your attorney, I recommend that you can steal whatever Game of Thrones merchandise that you that you see at your doctor. That, that's actually a law. So speaking of episode run times, we had a few technical difficulties, and unfortunately... Jinx was called away to the Iron Islands to help to help Yara. So we hope we, <laughs> we hope we can have her back soon. Thank you so much, Jinx, for coming on. And uh, bon voyage, bon bon voyage. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you later this season. But as it pertains to episode run times, it, it it's kind of fun that we get a couple really full length feature feature length movies to close out the series because I mean. It's really hard to think of a better way to, you know, highlight how sort of historic the show has been in terms of hype and ratings and whatnot. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, I was actually looking back at some some George R. R. Martin quotes earlier and uh, talking about back in 2005 when he was talking about the idea of having an adaptation. And he was saying, well, you know, if it'd have to be like Lord of the Rings, but it'd have to be so much longer. So, you know, it'd be have to be like at least like, you know, 20 hours or so and. Um, I don't think they could do it as a four hour mini series. So it's funny that like this, just this final season alone is the, the last four episodes even, um, are longer than he ever thought, <laughs> um, they'd really be getting with any adaptation. 
kind of cool. Historically. Yeah. And <laughs> that, that is awesome. I, and I really appreciate the notion that we're going to get these, these full length episodes, um, or these four full length episodes, at least three of them after what is being termed the big battle scene. So hopefully, 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 I, I assume there will still be some battles to be fought, but mm. hopefully we get, you know, some really good character work, but these are the last times that any of us are going to get a chance to, you know, spend time with who we assume will, will, um, survive that battle. Like, you know, my assumptions are, you know, Sansa and Davos and probably Cersei and Tyrion and the, mm-hmm. those, sor- those sorts of characters that we've spent a decade with and would really like to have like some, some great closure with. Yeah. Keeping all the key players alive for the revival series that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Game of Thrones 2. Yeah. The throne inning. It'll move to Netflix, though. They'll do a Netflix oh, revival God. and they'll, yeah. they'll have the characters in split screen. They won't all be in the same room, but it'll be made to look that's that right. way. And, uh, you know, John, John, uh, Kid Arrington has said that he wouldn't want to do, or that he's done playing Jon Snow. Mm. And, you know, that's, those are, uh, Famous last words before more famous, you know, additional words. <laughs> before more famous additional words. I will say I, I can see uh, Kit Harrington in maybe like 15, 20 years playing George R. R. Martin in like a biopic about George R. R. Martin's life. Um, <laughs> they've, they've actually got really similar, uh, like their beards kind of come in the same way, I think. And I don't know. I can see it. But slap a fisherman's cap yeah, on him. It would work. <laughs> yeah, a little turtle. Yeah, exactly. Some glasses. I could totally yeah <laughs> that'd be great now they've got to do that that'd i would love great. that speaking of cersei uh somebody who we haven't talked a lot mm. about uh, i feel like you know in terms of sort of thinking about what's going to happen to her this season sort of I, I think her only really scene in the trailer has been kind of alone in in the in king's landing and i, I really i don't have a clue what they're going to do with her for six six episodes beyond you know she's going to you know, take revenge on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of going back and forth and I'd be curious to hear you guys take as to whether or not she'll survive in the end. Um, you know, I was definitely one of those people that thought, well, she's obviously going to die obviously. And I think in the books, I, I, I think that she's, you know, her goose is pretty much cooked, but I, I don't know in the show given, you know, how amazing Lena Headey is and, and how much they clearly love her. I don't know whether, you know, I think it might be like sort of a satisfying ending to have her survive, maybe not on the throne, but have her survive in some way. What do you guys think about that? Ooh. I mean, I had never considered a world where Cersei survives past the end of the series. Um, maybe, maybe to the end of the series, but like, I, I'd, I'd honestly just never even thought that was possible. Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, I could see it, I guess, maybe, um, they did leave out the, the Valonqar portion of the, the prophecy in the show. Right. Um, so there's that, that's kind of missing. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I, I think that she probably survives just by token of the fact that after all she's been through, well, Cersei's a survivor. She's not really somebody who's going to think to herself, gee, I, you know, I've been through so much. I just don't want to go on anymore. The the key to Cersei's whole story has been 
I'm going to keep going. Fuck all you guys. I don't care what yeah. you throw at me. Do, do your trials. Make me walk through the streets. So I think it would be fitting if she didn't. But I mean, it leaves, you know, where does Jamie end up? Where does, you know, Tyrion end up? I don't think, I think Tyrion, especially in the stuff in A Dance with Dragons, when he's signing the contract, maybe that's the mm. Wind to Winter sample chapter, but when he's signing the contract with the Second Sons and he says some pretty, pretty fucked up stuff about what he wants to do to Cersei. I don't see him doing that in the show and maybe he won't in the books, but I, I think it would, I think it'd be a fitting finale if Cersei doesn't die. Maybe if Jamie, I think Jamie oh. might be more likely to go. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I think that Jamie is, is, probably likely to go. Um, and I say this as somebody, and I'm, I'm probably one of the exceptions in the fandom that is not a huge <laughs> Jamie Stan. Um, I understand. I understand why everybody loves him. He's, you know, and Nikolai Kostrowaldo is mm. uh, incredible. Um, but I, I've never really liked the character. I think he's kind of just a, a rich jerk who gets by on a lot of his, his status and his looks. And yes, he's complicated and he, he is, choices and arc are incredibly interesting and compelling. <laughs> I just don't like Fair. the guy. Um, so, and maybe that's informing my take that Jamie is definitely, Oh goodness. Sorry. Uh, that Jamie is definitely, uh, dead. I think he's, I think he's, he's absolutely going to die. And I think that's going to be part of the bittersweet ending. That, that See, it has. I, I've been coming in with the opposite thought that I think Cersei was going to die, but Jamie, there's a chance he could live. I I kind of think if one of them dies, there's a, the chances of the other one dying increase like exponentially. Um, I feel like they, they might both die yeah. you know, together at the same time. Um, go into this, come into this world together, go out together. Um, I, I, there's a part of me that would like to see Jamie as sort of the, the Lord commander, which is something people have suggested, uh, if there's still a night's watch, but, um, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there would just yeah. be an interesting transformation for him. But I, I really see the end of his story has to it has to do with Cersei somehow. Right. Like they're going to have to reintersect that. There's going to be some yeah. some resolution there, I think. And I don't. Uh, yeah. Do you think they rebuild the wall? Ooh, wow. I. I could. Yeah, I don't. Wow. Well, you know what? And maybe that's one of those things where like you would think in an, in another political time in another day and age, they would definitely rebuild the wall. But now that walls have a particular connotation that the Dan and Dave are just going to be like, nah, we're not going to do that. You know? Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that actually. Were you at the morality beyond the wall panel at last year's Con of Thrones? I can't remember. I was, I, yes. Yeah. I spent most most <laughs> of the time shitting all over the wall. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, with good cause, I was gonna say. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the more I read about it, the more I'm like, you know, this thing really the night the night's watch, I I know that lots of people like to talk about how honorable the night's watch is and how great it is, but the more I the more I read about it, the more specifically I read about the ranger position. I'm like, you know, these guys are this is a prison prison for shady people. And rangers are, you know, a job created to give them something to do because there's really not a heck of a lot to do at the wall. And now there's no wall. Right. So there's even less right. to do unless they want to rebuild it. So, I mean, the stewards will have their work cut out for them. But I, I it, it's it's so hard to speculate where the finale will end up because 
you know, it, it just just in terms of they they wouldn't need a wall if if everything goes well. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think is is like assuming the the White Walkers, the others are defeated. Um, I don't see a reason to have a wall. Uh, maybe the Wildlings want to go back and settle the North, but I feel like they'd be they'd be pretty anti-wall um, if they were <laughs> if yeah. they got the choice. <laughs> um, I mean, th- there is that that joke, not a joke, but you know, Tormund, who's like, "Yeah, we're the Night's Watch now." Um, and you know, maybe there's something to that. The wildlings yeah. settling the area that was the wall, which I think has some good, some good symbolism to it. Some, I don't know, some positive associations. It's not completely decimated. Really. They only got the, the part. That's around true. East yeah. And that's really a corner. I, I don't expect uh D and D to know that or to think about that. Um, right. Yeah. Do you think in but... his spare time, the night King is just flying up and down the wall, making sure there's like nothing left. Um, well, his, oh, I, I, I would, yeah, it'd be like playing, uh, playing Splatoon on, on, uh, Switch, going around shading That's the right. whole wall yeah. down. Yeah. Well, his very slow army walks be, through the breach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How much of a, how much room do all the, all the white walkers need to pass through that? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they, they can make do with pretty small gaps, uh, as we saw in the, in the cave beyond the wall. So. Yeah, I mean, he he may just want to. Uh, he may be like a you know completist and want to make sure that he's gotten all of the wall down. Mm-hmm. But um, assuming you know, there's six episodes left, so they're not going to fight immediately. He needs something to do. So if I were him, I'd just fly Viserion around the wall and Absolutely. make sure it's all down. Make sure he didn't you know miss a part by the sure. by yeah, the shadow yeah. tower. Got to get it all. So we we did miss one uh, Lannister though, uh, Tyrion. Uh, <laughs> right. That's a big one. Oh boy, talk about one yeah. that's hard to predict. Seriously, yeah. I you know what I hope for Tyrion? I hope that he just hooks up with a really good therapist because man, <laughs> that guy's got some issues uh, to work out. Yeah, he could he could really use just some yeah some cognitive behavioral therapy or something. Um, like I'm talking at least twice a week. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not not even just like oh I'll come you know once a month. No no no. We've got to do some really intensive stuff like behavioral analysis. He's he's just got um, you know some family issues. I think is a fair fair way to characterize it. Um, I, I don't know in terms of ultimate ultimate end game though. I I I also think that he's probably he's probably not going to survive. I, I really don't see what he leaves. Like I. I I don't see him, you know, marrying somebody and having kids and continuing the Lannister line. I don't think he's going to want to do that. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't know what narrative purpose it, it serves to have him survive, um, even if he's going to survive as some, the hand of the queen in the north or whoever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I'm, I'm putting a, a dollar on <laughs> on him. Croton. Well, if they have a lot of rebuilding to do, he's really great with the sewers designing the plan. Sure, that's true. Yeah. So that's true. You could have a lot of work. I was thinking also as potential therapists, uh, they probably won't need a master of whispers anymore. And Varys has kind of fulfilled that purpose for a lot of people. Maybe, maybe Varys can have a change in profession. Could be, could be. He's a good listener. That's true. Yeah, yeah. he is. That's probably, yeah. probably the best thing. Do we think Kyburn survives just to throw one in there? Does anybody actually think Ooh. he's going to survive? No, Hell but no. Uh, I don't know how he's going to go out. That's a yeah. good question. Um, One of his experiments is going to blow up. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, 
maybe like it's a Frankenstein metaphor, right? So he gets killed by um, yeah. <laughs> by, yeah. by the mountain himself. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes sense. No, no, Frankenstein. Right, no, right. No, yeah, no. He gets crushed by his monster, for sure, yeah. You know, as shady as he is, I kind of like Kyburn. Oh, he's great. He's he's a professional, you know? He's <laughs> he's just a passionate man about his work. Um, yeah, you got to respect that, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he's that kid who took the chemi- got the chemistry kit as a child and just stuck with it. You know, he, he committed... <laughs> Yeah, you gotta respect. Just that. became the Unabomber. Uh, no, wait. It's just like, especially in a Feast for Crows, when they make when Cersei makes him the Master of Whispers, and you're kind of sitting there thinking, like, how's he gonna do this job? And then he starts kind of hinting that, hey, this job isn't even that hard. Uh, he he's he's a he he's sort of a delectably shady guy. I wouldn't want to do have anything to yeah. do with him, but I, I like watching him. Yeah, he's a fun dirtbag. Absolutely, I really dig him. Uh, who else do we think Bronn's what do we think is gonna happen with Bronn is he gonna marry um, go back to Lady Stokeworth I I'm hedging that he he is going to survive uh in some form he could even be I've seen people toss around the idea that he could be the new Lord of the Crossing um <laughs> now, that the, now that the phrase like have been wiped out um I think the justification I've seen for this on Reddit is that uh, someone promised him two castles because they were dub- doubling his offer of a castle and of course the crossing has you know a, twins a castle on either side of the river um i don't know it, it's it's a it's a slim chance but yeah, i could see it that could happen i like that idea i think he's gonna die but i like that idea yeah <laughs> yeah he's almost <laughs> too fun to die i don't know the the character with the, all the comic i mean he's kind of an easy easy person to kill off during a battle just because he's not yeah. you know first tier expendable like he, he doesn't need to make it to the end but i'd be sad if, mm-hmm. i'd be sad if we lost brown yeah there's definitely that that tier of character you're right that's like they're they're uh important enough that killing them matters to the audience but not important enough that they have to be there for the very end of the story um like brawn and probably podrick and uh i don't know oh, i'm trying podrick. to think of some other ones yeah i know I podrick Gendry. Yeah. Gendry. <laughs> Gendry. Oh, okay. So speaking of Gendry, do we, who, it's such a, I almost never ask, answer this question when I'm asked it or I answer like sweet Robin, but who do we think ends up on the throne slash is there a throne? Who ends so, up on the throne? Hmm. Hmm. If there is a throne. Right. I, I think that there won't be a throne. Um, that's my just hunch. Totally. Uh, off the top of my head but to the extent that there will be somebody i think i think um i think that westeros is probably going to be balkanized in terms of you know go back to multiple kingdoms probably that's my thought i i I really do think and maybe this is wishful thinking like that sansa is going to end up as queen in the north and that's going to be what what she does um that's going to be her her uh fiefdom if you will Mm. um I don't think that any of the Northern folks, the Starks, John, et cetera, are going to end up on the, on the throne, but I could see a universe where Gendry, you know, being uh, the last person with Baratheon blood, uh, ends up on the iron throne to the extent that it still exists. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In terms of, in terms of like the most likely, uh, being King's Landing to want to deal with that gross, 
Hopefully, ridden Red Hole. Um, I could see Gendry doing that. I mean, I, okay. I, I, I've never been that big of a Gendry fan, but when Davos saw him and he, he went, thought you might still be rowing. I, I, I lost <laughs> it. I was, that was like the happiest moment of my life. The fan service. I was like, oh my god, thank god, thank god. In my, in my mind, the more important question about Gendry is like, do we think him and Arya are going to hook up. I, I hope so. I think Arya. It would be nice if Arya got like a happy ending, but also a happy ending that doesn't have her, you know, serving as like the precursor to like the whole Assassin's Creed, you know, starting the Knights <laughs> Templar or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I could see them. I, I would really like if they if they ended up together somehow, um, even in kind of like an unconventional way or something. Um, where he's like the stay-at-home yeah. dad, and she's out. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, like that's killing for money. money. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's a sustainable <laughs> profession, but um, I would like that. Now that is a spinoff. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. What kind of pies? What kind of pies are served at their wedding? Gray pies or <laughs> like a boysenberry? I think just hot pies. Um. Yes. <laughs> oh, I yeah. hope we see him. What, what do you think Perfect. the odds are that we're going to get like one more hot pie cameo? Oh, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love it when shows in the finale bring, bring a like fun tertiary character back. Uh, I don't know. You guys probably don't watch crazy ex-girlfriend, but that just had its finale on Friday. And my biggest beef was that my favorite bizarre character who shows up like once a season wasn't brought back. So hoping for hot pie. Hoping for hot pie. I, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible too. He's he, he they don't have like a King's Landing like caterer or something. They they have a big kitchen staff. They do all those like sixty course That's meals true. for the wedding. I mean, stuff. maybe he uh, maybe he goes to Winterfell though. Maybe he he like flees to Winterfell. It's like ah, you know the this is terrible or, down here. Yeah, <laughs> or he fran or he franchises oh. Bowl of Brown, puts them all up. Uh, yeah, yeah, puts them all up everywhere. Mm-hmm. His gravy. That's Mr. right. Gravy recipe. Can't yeah, can't good. give up on that. You can't forget the gravy. Wonderful. Um, good. So, are we forgetting? Yeah, I, I don't know who's going to sit on the throne. Um, Danny. We haven't really mentioned Danny sitting on the throne, uh, have we? Because. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's uh, uh predicting what hap- what's going to happen to Danny is so hard. Mm-hmm. I I would really like if the series ended for Danny with her just like kicking back on a beach. Um retired you know she's got like a corona in her hand with a lime wedge but um i don't see that happening i would like it though i would like it it's 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 hard to imagine i mean it's hard to imagine a happy ending for a lot of the characters and i think that some Mm -hmm. of them will get it and some of them won't but uh god she's been through so much i would just love uh Love if she could just ride her dragon back to Asos, find Strong Bellwas, and just call it a day. Strong Bellwas, no, no Dario. Not going to go home. <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe like a booty... Maybe he's in uh, horse riding distance enough for like a booty call every once in a while, but sure. I, I don't... He's not the settling down kind of kind of guy, I don't think. Maybe maybe he'll change. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we don't even... Well, we'll see him again. I'd imagine that'd be really weird if we did. So you think we are going to see Dario again this season? 
I, I feel like his exit was kind of set up that way. I feel like the only way that we wouldn't get another Dario appearance is if the actor was simply not available <laughs> and they didn't want to recast it again, or they couldn't yeah, get the other guy right. to come back. Or maybe Euron is actually Dario. <laughs> but probably there's, still, there's still room for that to happen. <laughs> Could happen. Mm-hmm. He's a fun guy. Yeah. He, um, Danny, Danny's just, she's been through so much. She wants to take the throne and, you know, it's it's so hard to think that, you know, these characters, yeah, George R. R. Martin doesn't like giving these characters what they want. So obviously it's like hard to imagine that she gets, you know, the thing that she's coveted for so long. And, you know, I, I, I don't really see her dying in some big battle. So I think she'll survive. Maybe hopefully she gets a happy ending. It'd be sad if House Targaryen was completely extinct as sort of awful as they've been. So for me, I think that that's probably the reason why I think that she won't survive is that in the, she is the last of the Targaryens, I guess, besides John and maybe she has a child, maybe she doesn't. Um, but I think that the Targaryens are sort of set up as the, you know, sort of the light bringer to defeat the others. Like that's why they're there. That's, you know, the notion that Aegon the Conqueror came to Westeros as, as a way to unite the seven kingdoms because he, had some sort of mm. premonition that they were coming. Um, so maybe that's how like her destiny is, is to, you know, sort of die in that way. I definitely do not think that they're going to go a, like a Nissa Nissa direction and have John kill her in some way. I oh, think that that would be yeah. a terrible way to go um, for, for the, you know, a terrible decision to make. Um, I'm, I'm more on the, I think both Danny and John do not survive the show uh, or the ending, you know, train, but uh, Danny more than John. Um, who, who survives the Clint <laughs> version of Game of Thrones? Does anybody? Nope. <laughs> so, so like all my friends, my friends have been asking me like, so who's going to survive? So who's going to survive? And I think as like an emotional coping me- mechanism, I'm assuming that mm. all of my mm. favorites are going to die. Um, just so that when they, when one ah. or two survives, I can be happy. Tap, taps brain. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's you know, a good idea. It's, uh, it's all about managing expectations for me um, and my mental health. But um, I think that I, in my version, um, like I, I am pretty sure that a, a handful of characters are going to survive. Sam, Sansa, um, you know, uh, Gilly, baby Sam, um, I really want Arya to survive though. I I'm that's, that's the one where I'm, I'm like preparing myself, mentally preparing myself, talking to my own therapist. Like what is, how do I cope with this? Um, You know, uh, you got speaking of Arya, um, we haven't, I don't think we've mentioned Bran's name. Entire. Wow. The guy who knows everything. Bran ex machina. (laughs) It's true. Well, he has, he has access to everything, right? He's like, He's like uh, the Google search bar. Like by himself, he's not that uh, useful. But if the right person says the right thing to him, uh, they will they will bring up, I don't know. Uh, and they hit, I'm feeling lucky to carry the metaphor, to keep it going. Um, they will get the, the recipe to destroy the White Walkers. <laughs> I don't know. No, um, uh, like, yeah, he's, he's clearly going to reveal some powerful information. Do you think there's stuff beyond like, R plus L equals J and, and that kind of thing we already know about. Do, do you think he's going to have some other reveals? 
Like who poisoned the locust? Ah, yes, finally. Yeah. Finally. I, I bet everybody watching the show has sat there wondering who who yes. poisoned the honeyed locust in the in the they were like, fighting pits of marine. Yeah, when will we get confirmation that it was Skehaz Mokandak? Like we need to know. Um <laughs> Yeah, he he's such a he's a complicated character to talk about because he knows mm-hmm. everything. He's almost like too he is too powerful. Uh and he just <laughs> he got so weird. I really I I I I think most people got pretty tired of Bran and his sort of I mean, people get tired of, you know, the know-it-all and that's Bran. He's just very he's very boring. That's true. He knows things and he doesn't drink. So um <laughs> 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 he's mirror universe Tyrion. that's right yeah yeah maybe he'll grow a goatee and Ooh. then uh end the series with that i don't i wouldn't like that <laughs> um he'll get like i'm shamelessly stealing this joke but the best joke i saw from uh season seven was on twitter and i forget who tweeted, tweeted and it was basically just like a oh, great brands back from oberlin um and like so mm-hmm. yeah, like he's gonna go back to his small liberal arts college. That's and, right. Yeah, and yeah. smoke some hookah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. annoy everybody. Listen there. to the listen. Listen to some Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting he's getting really into David Foster Wallace yes. lately too. Um, he's he's been reading in Infinite Jest. Yeah, he keeps. Uh, oh God, yes. He keeps uh, quotes of that tucked inside his flannel, oh God, his yeah. flannel shirt. I feel like actually the the like genuinely the production you know the promo photos of Isaac Hempstead Wright he actually does look very much um, like that like <laughs> he looks like he would have some quotes from like consider the lobster or whatever it is tucked in his his shirt pocket um, drinking yerba mate oh god <laughs> watching old Fraser episodes <laughs> that's what he's been doing all day Bran sitting in front of the fire <laughs> using his unlimited powers of knowledge to watch Fraser. Um, he knows he knows everything. <laughs> yeah, that that would be good. True. He doesn't have to pay all those mm. subscription it, fees. Everything is streaming for him, so that's yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 how the yeah. show ends. Is that HBO keeps uh, keeps the cable uh, cable package alive <laughs> through Bran? Yeah, Bran Bran serves as like the new Overlord, the right. new Comcast that's of Westeros, and they get they get TV and. It's like one of those, um, it has one of those like Battlestar Galactica type finales where the end is like the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. It turns out it was all ancient history the whole time. <laughs> of course, we know this is a uh, Song of Ice and Fire, so it's actually a post-apocalyptic story. Um, and <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all science fiction, uh, obviously. What if instead of the Battlestar Galactica ending... It's Bran at the end, and uh, Arya gets a raven that says Bran has died, and everybody's really sad about Bran for a second, and then fade to black, and then smash cut, and Bran is in Canada wearing a flannel, and he is a lumberjack now, and it's the Dexter ending uh-huh. for Bran. He looks at the camera. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I- fade to black. Done. Well, if we can bring Hot Pie oh, back in, Hot Pie opens up a diner. Right. It has a jukebox. And you get Danny, Sansa, Arya. Ooh, probably John. And yeah. John. And they, 
Yeah, and they go into the diner uh-huh. and they order onion rings, and somebody puts on <laughs> sure. but "Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> then a guy in a golden <laughs> company jacket walks in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then we yeah. see Dario just like running late. <laughs> and he's coming in, but we don't we don't find out Get what happens away. until the revival in fifteen years, the Netflix one. Oh yeah, of course. Right. I'm glad we're keeping that as part of this. Uh, this oh, there's going to be a Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, mm-hmm. that'll, it's all canon. The anime adaptation when they finally do that when they finally make an anime. I see. I would actually. Show. I'd actually watch that. Oh yeah. No. I. I mean. I think it'd be really cool. Actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, I like that. The don't stop believing ending. Um. <laughs> It, nobody nobody would see it coming i mean the only possible other way would be like if bran was asleep in his bed in winterfell and he wakes up and bob newhart is sleeping next to him and it it turns out <laughs> wow that's a deep that is a deep cut right there wow. i bet he would do it he's a he's a he's a great is he still alive i would actually <laughs> yeah he's okay. still alive no way oh Bob Newhart is definitely still alive. That's would, amazing. Uh, yeah, he's still. I think he still performs too. He's pretty funny. Wow. Uh, I love his. I love his deadpan delivery. I think it's timeless. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we could really stand to have a Bob Newhart uh, cameo. I think. Oh, absolutely. This final season. Yeah. We had Ed Sheeran. Is it really <laughs> that that? Uh... That's true. You know, that's a fair question. Do you think we have had like celebrity cameos sometimes? Um, Usually musical groups like uh, Sigur Ross was in season four and um, I think it was of Monsters and Men was in season six. But um, do you think we're going to get any celebrity cameos aside from Bob Newhart, obviously? Morrissey. Um, Morrissey. Morrissey. (laughs) (laughs) Morrissey yelling at the hound for eating chickens. Oh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't care about the White Walkers. No, it's the yeah. it's the chickens that he's really upset about. For sure. Yeah, the White Walkers. You can't kill the White Walkers. They've they've got uh, you know, maybe the White Walkers win and they uh, demo- they they're the ones that turn Westeros into a democracy. Although that doesn't fit with the the, the Night King or yeah, that would be maybe maybe he doesn't make it, but the rest of them form a constitutional democracy. Sure. I could see the mm. Night King as the James Madison of Westeros. That makes a lot of sense for his character development. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of the founding fathers. Sure. The Federalist, the, the Westeros papers. 60 of those. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, yes. Talking about all of them. I would. I'm, I'm literally in the midst of writing that. So, you know, like if you can edit that part out, Ian, you know, like stealing my shtick. Are you really? <laughs> oh, that's me. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to read. Uh, I had to read the Federalist Papers for uh, my impeachment episode. Boy, that's dry. It's interesting though. It holds up. I yeah. guess. Um, do we do it we want to go to the lightning round now that we're just making jokes? Yeah, oh, absolutely. What's our, our the number one biggest uh, wish for the season? Is that our, is that on the oh. lightning round? Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. All right, number. Well, okay, number one biggest wish for the season. Um. Uh, so. <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Ice spiders, big as hounds. That's what I want. Uh, that would be yeah, good. absolutely. Shoot, that's a, that's a really good one, actually. Um, my number one biggest wish is that Grey Worm and Missandei, uh run off together and survive. Yes. <laughs> oh, 
That would be great. Mm, I would love that. Sand day. I just, oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to guess what my biggest wish would be? Um, does it have anything to do with the, the House of Mormont? Uh, <laughs> that's a good number two, but uh, yeah. I, I was thinking, I was thinking no. of a fallen hero that I would love to have it turn out that he didn't actually die up north. Oh, of course, the one true king. You're speaking, of course, of Ramsay Snow. Uh, right? Yes. No, I think I think the bookshelf stud was onto something there. Right, Renly uh, Baratheon. Yeah, Renly, the right. uh, the one true king. So, so we we have Stannis and Renly, and they're at the diner mm. too, and they're they're eating at the counter because they're not oh. ready to eat together. But they've got peach pie, and the night is dark oh. and it's full of laughter. Oh, oh that's great. That's so good. I am um, Renly. You know, I, I I love Stannis. Renly. Renly always speaks to, you know, as a as a fellow. I mean, I I, I don't know if Renly's the kind of guy who would really fly the rainbow flag. I mean, he has his rainbow guard, but uh, I don't know how much of a LGBTQ activist he would be. But I've always felt for Renly, and uh, I would love if he would make nice with Stannis. Yeah, imagine the power team they could have been. You know. You got you got to look on the positive side. Would have been would have been great, but you know, and maybe I mean we haven't seen the body. We don't know that Stannis is definitely dead, and Melisandre's still around. Maybe the Shadow Baby took Renly to go like plan at McDonald's play place or something. Maybe he's not oh. actually dead. <laughs> what if? And here's my question for the the um, Stannis fans. Mm. Um. If Stannis is resurrected as a white, are, is everybody going to root for the Night King at that point? Ooh. Oh, God. I don't know if wow. my heart could take that. Yeah. Probably. I mean, if, if the Night King Probably, is the best right? chance of getting Stannis on the Iron Throne, then sign me up for the Night King tail <laughs> army because... <laughs> they had that impassioned season four speech where Davos is talking to Tycho, uh the... I forget. I'm blanking on his last name. The Nestoris. Nestoris. Tycho. I had Naharis yes. in my head. I was close. Um, wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Asos, uh, creepy guy. Uh, that would be. I. I would love if Stannis would go to the sit on the throne, but obviously that's not going to happen. Sadly, we can. We. We can always dream. I. I have made so much Stannis fan fiction in my head that I don't think I'd even want to like write it down. I think people would just be weirded out and say like. <laughs> You need to you need to let him go. But. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We we've uh, all been there. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's just he's so warm and cuddly, and I could just I would love to go to a, like a baseball game with him and see him like scowling the whole time. That might be the perfect sport for him because like nothing happens, and then when something does happen, it's great. Like he saves the wall, and then he doesn't do anything for the next couple innings. He would spend the entire time critiquing everybody's defensive positions. And yeah. Be like, no, 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 the shortstop should be playing closer. <laughs> or the, the defensive alignments. Yeah, they'd be all off. He, did, I, he didn't strike me as a guy who would love the shift. But um, <laughs> this is not a base, baseball podcast. We could do that another yes. time. <laughs> not yet. That's right. Don't, don't put that idea in my head. I've got this. This podcast has absolutely no theme uh, in general. But this is a Game of Thrones podcast. So we will not talk about sabermetrics or how the Red Sox are doing. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So lightning round. We've already kind of... Oh, okay. 
first major character to die. Lightning round. The real lightning round starting now. If Sir Jorah dies early, does he come back as a grayscaled White Walker? Uh, yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. He's just going to be a big, scaly, ugly, horrible person. I'm going to, I couldn't said, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I, agree. I mean, then he's, he's a big, ugly, scaly in, uh, person inside and out then at that point is, is the, the subtext there. It would keep Grayscale alive for Sam, you know, and Sam, he's got a lot more to learn as a maester. So I don't think he was that successful his first time around. And I think mm, Jorah's just true. hiding it. I think he's got some Grayscale dingleberries in there. Oh god! <laughs> right. Good luck getting that out of your head. Oh. Yeah, no, that's 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 stuck in my head now. Thank you. Please edit that out of my consciousness. <laughs> yeah, right. It can stay in the podcast. I just want to forget it. Right. Oh boy. Okay. Um, will Brand spoil the ending in the first five minutes? I'm going to say no. Unless it's one of those, like, he says something, and then there's a double meaning, and then at the very end, you're like, oh my god, he spoiled it at the very last, and within the first five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like, he, he says something, you know, he's like, ah, we don't want our food to be too spicy, John. And then at the end, it turns out the, the way to defeat them is with, like, very spicy Dornish peppers or something. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, something, a lot of saffron. Something like, yeah, something <laughs> like the seed is strong. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll maybe he'll bring back something like that from an earlier season, like he did with Chaos as a Ladder. Sure. Um, and he'll say you never give up on the gravy, and then you know at the end it has to do with gravy or something. Just just throwing out hypotheticals. I would hope so. <laughs> Will Samwell get in trouble for breaking his Night's Watch vows? Mm. I'm gonna say no, because he doesn't. There probably won't be a Night's Watch in this particular way. So he's not going to be John. John won't behead him. Probably not. I'm going to go with a no on this one as well because uh, in season five, uh, John and Sam are chit chatting, and it's after Sam has had sex with Gilly, and uh, John says something like, "Oh, so Sam, Sam, Sam." Like he he understands, uh, and then he asks, "You know, you're you're almost beaten half to death. How did you do it?" And Sam says very carefully, "It's really funny." Um, so I think you know the fact that John has uh, has already kind of become aware of this. I don't know. I don't think Dollar said is going to is going to come after Sam on this one. <laughs> you know, the thing that really bothered me about John coming back and it was something I nitpicked in my recaps on my website every week and people were just like, let it go in was the fact that when John came back from the dead, he hung or he hanged Sir Alistair and mm. Ollie and all of those people, but then tried mm. to say, well, my death released me from my vows as, as Lord Commander which would mean that he didn't have the jurisdiction to do that. Oh, so you're, you're, that's actually as an attorney that this is an argument that appeals to me because you're talking about, uh, because I like the notion that, Oh, like the sort of loyally note, lawyerly notion that he gets to, um, cast off his night's watch vows because he, he died. Right. Um, and so what, but you're saying is that what he actually did is died and he was no longer part of the watch and then committed quadruple murder <laughs> against people who had already killed him yeah i mean i and that is i like that argument i mean mm, I, I, mm. I don't i don't know that i agree with it but i but um it's non-frivolous is what i will tell you <laughs> non-frivolous i just 
Sir Alistair is like the one my my favorite character in the show that I don't really like in the books because his including him in the Watchers on the Wall I thought was a really great uh, decision because his speech when he's coming down from the wall and he's like brothers a hundred generations have stormed this cast or guarded this cast oh, yeah. it has never fallen before it will not fall tonight I I loved that speech I've listened to it like a hundred times uh, and I love. Uh, how am I blanking on the actor's name? I've seen him in like every British show I watch. He pops up. The guy uh, who plays oh. Alistair? Yeah. Oh, There's gosh. this old Irish show called uh, Ballet Kiss Angel that I was watching. And I, it was like filmed in the early 2000s. And he popped up. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Owen Teal. No. Owen Teal. Owen Teal. Yep. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, a lot of, he's in um, a Discovery of Witches, too, which is pretty good. That's on... Uh, that is on the Sundance channel, I believe, and I reviewed that. So oh, okay. I know that that was the network it is on, because <laughs> I had to get their streaming app. Um, and I think they'd be mad if they're like, "Here's this, here's this screener subscription. Don't, 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 don't forget to mention where it is when you talk about how good the show is, which it is." <laughs> uh, I like Owen Teal. There we go, Owen Teal, uh, Discovery of Witches so Sundance we app. Great. Yeah, I think it's on their TV, but. Uh, I'm not really enough of the promo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Over under on minutes of the entire season featuring a dire wolf. Uh, Less than one minute. Wow. I am. I am not an optimistic man. Uh, (laughs) I know they've said ghost will be in this season. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah. So you're 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 going below mm-hmm. one minute or fewer than yes. one minute, as as the one true king would say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm I'm going to go with four and a half minutes as my as what I okay. think. That's not an over on. That's just what I think. I'm going to say forty three seconds. <laughs> okay. Which and that even wasn't even the question because I said minutes, so I haven't even done it right. So we'll just say a minute, not one, just a, a minute, just one of them. A minute, oh. one of the minutes. I think. See, I think there's a chance that it could actually be longer if they decided to give Ghost like a big part in a battle or something. Um, like if if that right. That's right. Um, yeah, but other than that, I I don't know, man. I just I'm not optimistic because they they just haven't featured the dire wolves that much and it almost would that, not make Sha- sense to bring them in too much at this point. No, and Shaggy Shaggy Dog is dead. Sadly. Yeah. Rip. Even though like Ned Stark never like the notion that he was poorly trained is totally r- sort of glossed over in the books and it's like no shit it's he's poorly trained you you basically let the little little baby train him. <laughs> Like, wasn't that a dangerous idea? <laughs> yeah. It's like written as a character detail as if like, as if that was just set in stone. But obviously, obviously like if you don't train a dog, the dog's going to misbehave. But uh, I digress. Um, will Tyrion quit drinking and or knowing things? Ooh. Wow. Um, uh, I think that he is not going to quit drinking but he is going to quit knowing things 
That could. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's a that's a good distinction. I'm I'm not sure what I'm what exactly that means, but I do think he's going to uh, maybe get stupid. Isn't the right word, but like um, maybe suffer from some some incompetence creep. Like he he just hasn't hasn't really been uh, pushed as hard as he should have been lately. May, may have gotten a little complacent. Um, and just doesn't know as much as he thinks he does. I mean, the North has that effect on people. We saw Littlefinger turn into just like a blithering idiot as soon as he passed Moat Kalen. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Could happen to Tyrion as well. So he's not going to do well on Westeros to Jeopardy, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Flint, how do you, how, do you think that Tyrion's going to, going to stop knowing things or is he going to, is he going to dedicate himself to getting a, Westeros master's degree or a PhD in uh, knowing well, things. I mean, I think as part of his therapy, he should probably take a good hard look at his substance abuse issues, which do run in the family. And that's something that, you know, like perhaps his therapist should have a conversation with him about um, because, you know, he is uh, somebody who drinks a lot. He is someone who drinks. They need to keep drinking. That mm-hmm. is what he has said. And that's not necessarily probably not and i say that as a drinker <laughs> uh so yeah maybe maybe he will maybe he'll quit drinking but keep knowing things and that will be uh the the thing that he brings in the end he's just the knower and everybody will have to change the the t-shirts right. that they bought after season four or whatever it was <laughs> so i think that Tyrion will stop drinking briefly he's going to switch over to uh westerosi kombucha Oh. But then he's going to go to Westerosi Trader Joe's and he's going to see the spiked kombucha Ugh. and he will start drinking again. You can't argue with that spiked kombucha. Is that good? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I haven't I haven't consumed it. I think uh, I took a picture of it and made a Renly joke on Twitter, but <laughs> I have never I don't think I've actually ever had kombucha. Neither have I. OK. It seems like something Ren, Ren, Renly would drink. But yeah. uh, I. I I stick to whiskey usually, not uh, not into those spiked things. Yeah, I mean, I can barely with my hormones. I can barely drink as it is, so usually whiskey, sometimes beer, wine. Wine sends me off. The, I I have like half half a sip of wine, and I'm like, but, uh, that's the price you pay. That's right. You gotta stick to the whiskey. Yeah, I understand. It's good for you. It is. It's medicinal. It is. My uh, I was. I was sick last week, and my dad's like, "Take some Irish whiskey." I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's a good idea," and it worked. Uh huh. You 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 make you make a cup of sleepy tea. You you put in some honey and a splash of whiskey, and you're you're ready to go. Um, that's how I start yeah. my day every morning. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, that's good. <laughs> start uh, your day with the sleepy tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's honey and Jameson every morning. That's how you. Get- that robust voice that you have there, Michael. That, that beautiful mellifluous tones. Yeah, you do have a robust voice. Yes. Ah, oh, robust. I like that. That's that's good. I'm gonna hold on to that. Thank you. So will we learn sure. what happens to Great John Umber? Did what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing who's, that's who's guessing Great that's, John. The Great John. <laughs> Is that like is that like Jon Snow, but some sort of other character? <laughs> the oh. better Jon Snow. Isn't that the guy head of House Jum- Umber, uh, the Great John? Oh yeah, yeah. 
as portrayed by Clive Russell. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in season I, I one, think, yeah. Yeah, he's or not in any season of one and two. Is he Clive Russell? I don't think yeah. he's even yeah, in yeah. season two. Because they don't, um, I don't think, what's his name? Uh, the guy who's in Outlander also, uh, Tully. Uh, oh, uh, to, to buy, uh, what, Tobias, Tobias Menzies. Menzies. Yeah, I yeah. don't think, uh, he's not in until season three, is he? Uh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, the season two group is uh, kind of scatter yeah. for all of uh, Rob's contingent. He gets all those extra scenes, too, which is kind of strange. I wish they showed more of the, the Northern Army. A lot of lot of great characters in there. Yeah, we get. I think the only real major characters we get in season two were um, Roos Bolton and Rickard Carstark, right. um, and then obviously they're they're both uh, off the table at certain points. So, well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Great John Number. It'd be nice if he popped out of the the dungeons um, alongside Ed Muir, maybe. Uh, but there is little Ned Umber in the show. Uh, Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Um, that's right. Who, who met with Sansa and John last last season? Season must have been last season, I guess. Yep, it was last season. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we're probably not going to see more Zumber either, or all the other. Oh. The Umbers are fun. I like them. They are. Yeah, I could have used some some Horsebane. Horsebane. That his name. Horsebane Umber. Yeah. Pro food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just those names. <laughs> they are great names, and they're they're so um, they're so far up there in the north. They're in La- Last Hearth is their uh, seat, right? Yep, 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 yep. So uh, that's uh, they're like the first line of defense. Not that we're really going to see that them and the Mountain Clans. And I know House Flint is really season six going to be the year they're the breakout breakout people. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Finally, finally, we're getting the the Flints and the Norries. Yeah, yeah. We've really uh, speaking of the North, though is. Is Stannis still alive? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Perfect. No. We, we know who's getting on. invited. We know who's getting invited back. <laughs> just just blatant, like, kissing up right there. Yeah. Uh, There's only, only one way to answer that one. Uh-huh. I did actually... I was going to say, I did actually just rewatch um, Season 5, Episode 10, where Stannis, quote-unquote, dies. Um, oh. It was, oh. It was, I was making dinner while it happened, so I didn't have to watch. Um, <laughs> do your duty. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Good last there. I uh, I love Stephen Delane. He's great. Yes, he's, he's so much fun. Man, his facial expressions he's alone well. just carry every scene he's in, or he looks just yeah. uncomfortable with like everything around him, uh, but kind of resigned to yeah. it. I just identify with that, you know. The perfect Dennis. <laughs> the perfect Dennis. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be me talking about Game of Thrones if he didn't. I, th- I don't feel like he's even been mentioned that much. Not enough. I'll I'll I'll, I'll edit some Stannises into the episode at various <laughs> points. Just just you saying Stannis, <laughs> like yeah. Once no, in a while. I'll, I'll take I'll take the audio track of people laughing and I'll say Stannis. <laughs> repeat that. Repeat <laughs> podcast fake news. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you could do one of those like deep fakes where you edit together me saying like I think Stannis is the best character in. <laughs> You know, like splice it all together. <laughs> yeah, now I know what I'm doing this evening. <laughs> Great. Uh, so does Euron equal Dario? We didn't. We've touched on that. No. no. Um, I'm. I'm going to go with no, a no. So. Uh, Euron does equal Benjamin, though. So, um, well, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes. And also, oh. so 
I have a theory that they're actually, they're not the same character, but they're linked like Piccolo and Kami and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so when Euron dies, we won't see Dario because he'll have also died. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, of all of the permutations of Euron equals Dario, I have never heard that one before. That's, <laughs> I very much like that. Like their souls, their souls have been it. spliced or something. I'm into it. Yeah, and they won't be able to wish Viserion back anymore because the Dragon Balls <sighs> will have died in the Dance of the... They, but they disappeared earlier in it originally in the Dance of the Dragons. That oh, was their big, uh, of course. Dance of the Dragons Z, I think, is the name of that series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to watch out on Reddit for one of those uh, big, long posts to come of, of, of that whole theory. <laughs> oh, you know I love those. Okay, so we did uh, we did the Battle Star. Why don't we? Does Strong Bell Wasp get a cameo? That's an important. Ooh, one. you know the Golden Company coming in. Maybe it I, could happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope I hope so. I could see that. I I love I love Strong Bell Wasp. I I just I know uh, I know Eliana yes. at Girls Gone Cannon is yeah. a big fan, but uh, I really Girls Gone Cannon. Yeah, fan. um, Chloe too. But it uh, he's he's so much fun. I love I love his uh. He's a guy whose loyalties I question briefly, mm. I guess. And then when you're reading Barristan's chapters and he's like totally committed to the cause yeah. in Marine, I was like, boy, this guy's great. I would love to have him on my side. Absolutely. He's he's a very uncomplicated, like straightforward, friendly dude. Um, it doesn't get much better than that, really. And and look, this show is not adverse to fan service like that, to throwing in a character that we right. that the book readers know about, like they did it with Lem Lemon Cloak, who is one of my favorite like minor characters in in the in Westeros. So like they threw that they threw him in and it was in a different context. So it could be the same thing. I, I like that idea. He's the only character who could eat the Westeros eat Taco Bell and <laughs> escape with only a mild case of diarrhea. <laughs> Wonderful. I I tweeted that, but it, it was my own tweet, so I can I can retell the joke again. You can yeah. steal your own joke. Oh yeah, please do, please do. He's just he's so much fun. I and honestly, you've got to be. I was about to say you've got to have a pretty big pair of balls, but we know he doesn't, and that was totally unrelated. I was thinking about it, but to to have a name <laughs> oh. like Strong Bellwas, and then just have that have nobody be like, let's see how strong this Bellwas is. Like what an asshole. <laughs> What a pres- what a Do you think the existence of a strong Bellwas implies a weak Bellwas? Ooh. Um, I would hope so. Maybe they're I think it's like little brother. Are they great? You know, they have the little they have small jaw number. Yeah. That's right. Maybe, maybe there's like a whole panoply of Bellwasses. Bellwas eyes. <laughs> um that are like Yeah, Bell Bellwaddles, I think, is the like, the... <laughs> like weak Bellwas. Bellwas who just started going to the gym, you know, like, <laughs> leg Bellwas, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Skips leg day too often. That, that kind of. There's a sad Bellwas, cardio Bellwas. Listen to the, yeah. yeah, it's like they're, they're like Care Bears, you know, but different. Oh, yeah, wow. They each have a tummy symbol. Sure. Oh my gosh, we really have to get Eliana to add to her strong Bellwas art that she's drawn now. Um. And add in some some Care Bear, Strong Bellwas type crossover. Cabbage Patch Bellwasses? Yeah, I don't know. Right. Um. <laughs> I could see him eating somebody's hair. Like a Cabbage Patch Kid. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Those things used to scare the shit out of me when I was little. 
the thing that like you you'd feed it and it would poop. <laughs> no. and stuff. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, you guys probably didn't play with those, but uh, that's that is definitely what Strong Bill Was does, though. So yeah, he you know they had Dario mm-hmm. pee in the show on the guy's grave or the his dead corpse. Uh, Strong Bill Was took a dump. That's like my favorite like book to show difference when people ask like, "What are the big differences?" I'm like. Remember when Dario pees? Strong Bellas takes a dunk. That's how much better the books are. Uh, that's a you know that's what I'm going to lead with now. Yeah, whenever someone asks, what you, that's a yeah, yeah. Forget about like Fagon and uh, <laughs> you know who's still alive. No, that that's the big yeah. thing. Forget about Lady Stoneheart. It's that. No, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, and then to close out the lightning round with the one question that. People are already uh, talking about. I've seen. I saw it on Twitter earlier. Will Sansa be blamed for everything? Uh, yes. Yes. Frustratingly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever happens ten years from now, mm-hmm. even into the revival, people on Twitter will still be blaming her for one hundred percent. Yeah. Literally every bad thing that happens yes. is going to be Sansa's fault. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not Tywin, not Kevin Lannister. No, no, no. Not, not the Night King. <laughs> Sansa Stark is the reason we got Trump. That's, wow. That's why. That's true, <laughs> that's true. yeah. That's true. If you think about it, if you really think about it. <laughs> I am. Did she do anything to stop it? No, she didn't. QED. Uh, she knew it was coming, and she didn't, uh, she didn't tell anybody. <laughs> right. As with so many things. It's uh, for... Uh, Poor Sansa. She uh, every every time something goes bad in my life, I just think, oh, gee, why didn't she? <laughs> That's stop right. it? It's you know, it, it's like that meme of the guy on the bicycle who sticks a stick in his own spokes and then falls over. He's like, why would Sansa do this to me? Fall. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> you know why somebody hasn't made that meme? Sansa Stark. Ah. Yeah, she is the. She definitely caused all yeah. of that. She removed all the good posts online. <laughs> yeah, we're in net neutrality. There is no end of it. Yeah, she's she's uh, everybody's least favorite moderator on the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. That is did. so close to reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically a fact. Like nods, stagely, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poor Sansa. Poor Sansa. I, I really hope she does, like... I feel like they are building up to uh, uh, some friction with her and, and Danny and other characters, but I really, really hope that they, they might have a little bit of that and then move past it or something. Like, I just want her to get along with someone, uh, have like a healthy relationship with another human being. Yeah. She needs Jane Poole yeah. back. She does. I mean, she we didn't do fake Arya in the show. I mean, she's presumably still around somewhere. That's right. Along with... Uh, Forget all the sort of obscure season one characters who just went away and were never heard. Old from Nan, them. she's hanging out with old Nan. Old right? Nan. Oh yeah, old Nan. Yeah. Take a look at my life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> can't believe I've never thought of. That I before. also can't believe. <laughs> old Nan, take a look at my life. I'm alive. I need someone to tell stories to. The oh, that's perfect. Uh, I'm done. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think you have your new. Oh. I used to. Yeah, freshman year, me and one of my roommates used to sit on the curb outside our building and 
he would play his guitar and sometimes I'd have my bass, but usually I would just be singing in the Neil Young voice and we would sing at girls who'd walk by Neil, Neil Young covers, never anything just, else really. Neil, just Young Neil Young covers. Sure. Heart of yeah. gold. They're hard. I, no. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, that's a great note to end on. Neil I think Young. so. That is the perfect note to end on. Do we have a uh, final, final thoughts? Let's go around. Final thoughts for the season. I'm, I'm excited. I I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to it being over. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to waiting for the books and the books alone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what if, the, what if the Winds of Winter come out the day after the show? And I believe I, I actually called it on Twitter the other day, August 20th, 2019. That's the day T-Wow is going to get released. Um, I don't know that. Interesting. I'm just making that up, but it could be true. Could be true. Mark your calendars. In pencil. <laughs> in pencil. Please, please keep erasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope it's not a nice calendar too. like mark your backup calendar. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am also really excited. You know, the, the show is what brought me to the books and what brought me to a lot of, um, as a result, um, the, the community and a lot of, um, some of my, my very best friends, uh, and a lot of support. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm excited to share, um, this experience with all y'all. I really appreciate it, Ian, for having me on. And uh, if, mm-hmm. if and if I just want to say that if we do get T Wow like right after the show ends, then I believe that I will be just immediately raptured uh, up to heaven. So <laughs> that like that that will be like the ultimate cul- culminating moment. Uh, I will be like that, that Elmo <laughs> gif with the fire behind him, like just. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so yeah. Wonderful. Well, for this season, I'm really looking forward to obviously and long and drawn out painful death for Jara <laughs> Mormon, mm. who is the worst person ever. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Stannis again because <laughs> we know he's not dead. Amen. What if ice spiders eat Jora? Eh? Oh. Oh, I would love Perfect. that. I would love that. Perfect. And and I want Danny. I don't want Danny to even watch. I want her like back. I want her to be like doing something else, just like hanging out. <laughs> She's washing her hair, literally. Just She's gone. just like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like his 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 yellow shirt is just discarded sure. on the ground, and like Summer takes it. And she, oh, Summer, Summer's is, dead. Yeah. Summer dead. Yeah, Summer is dead. Okay, a living direwolf who will be seen will take the yellow shirt and just chew nice. it. Nice. Yeah. If it can be chewed up. Or it may be made out of mithril, like uh, Lord of the Rings. That would explain a lot. Yeah. It would. I think for the preview, that's probably uh, a good place to end on the yeah. chewed up shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Michael, the bookshelf stud, Clint, and Jinx, who sadly couldn't join us for the second half for uh, coming on. Um, do you want to plug where we can find you guys, Michael? sure yeah um yeah thank you so much for having me on uh it's been an absolute blast as mentioned i am michael i'm known as bookshelf stud on twitter and on the subreddit song vice and fire you can find me on maester monthly your favorite pseudo monthly podcast hosted by the moderators of the song vice and fire subreddit you have to give the complete titles every time uh requirement um yeah we, we we post fairly regularly and we will be doing weekly stuff during the show season just like every single other person um yep. Yeah, so if you if you don't have enough of that sweet, sweet content, uh, you can come find some more of it at Maester Monthly. 
<laughs> and uh, my name is Clint. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Clint W. And also um, on Twitter at Westeros Law, um, the writer of Laws and Ice and Fire, which is hopefully just getting off the ground. I, I also want to thank Ian for having me on. You know, as a as a man of a certain age, I I understand it is federal law that I have to be on a podcast. So thank you for allowing me to comply yes. with that. Um, it's really important <laughs> that I stay in compliance uh, with all state and federal laws. But I, I really appreciate uh, the time. It's great. A lot of fun. Well, looking forward to the season. And uh, for everybody tuning in, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>